That's weird. No, no. Happy birthday, Billy. <laughs> Welcome to the Midnight Movie Club. This is the show where we talk about the subculture of second-rate cinema and the B-movies we love. Join us, and together we will wade through the sea of substandard celluloid absurdity. Like a hot bowl of bat soup, they are not for everybody, but we fucking love them. I'm Chris McMillan, and sitting approximately 80 miles to my south is my cinephiliac co-host, my socially distant sidekick, the one, the only, mean, mad... Chad Gein. I said that wrong. Say hello, Chad. I got all the way to the end and then I fucked up. Oh, well, whatever. It's just like these movies, man. Oh, fuck. Okay, so, um, yeah, how you doing, man? I'm good. Living that quarantine life, you know, not knowing what day is which and drinking basically every one of them. So, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. You're you're not wrong. Time has no meaning. It's... It's it's a very strange thing. Like my tattoo shop is closed. I know you're still working, but yeah. I'm stuck at home with the missus. Not stuck at home with the missus. If she hears that. Lucky <laughs> to be at home with her. You know, I'm selling some art online, but my tattoo shop's closed. I I'm so used to every day having like a schedule, and now I don't, and it's really weird. Well, I mean, <laughs> like for the last like 15 plus years of my life, I've had two jobs, so one of yeah. them's closed, and the other is essential. And then me and my wife have never been on the same schedule. So right. even now coming home, me working five days a week, still every day feels odd. Like every yeah. day. It's like, what, what day are we on? I can't count yeah. like one or two because I start Tuesday to Saturday. So I can't be like, oh, it's the second day. So it has to be Tuesday. No, it's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Then there's the days that she's just off. She's a hairdresser yeah. and a hair color specialist. So her job's not essential. But, like, there's days, like, when I come home and, like, I get up from my third shift nap 
and she's drinking and I'm like, yeah, we should do that. And she's like, you got to go in. It's only Thursday. And I'm like, God damn it. What day is it? Yeah. I've honestly had to look a couple times and check what day it was. The other day I swore it was Thursday and it was fucking Tuesday. And yeah. I didn't know if I was two days ahead of time thinking it was <laughs> Thursday or if I was a week fucking late thinking right. it was Tuesday. I don't know, man. Like, we're recording this today on what is today the 18th yeah the 18th yeah april 18th i'm in indiana you're in kentucky we are knee deep in this shit but so we're recording this through the phone we've had some luck with this before so i think this recording will hopefully go okay yeah but if we have signal loss we apologize and we'll do the best we can yeah just trying to put content out you're all stuck at home we're stuck at home well and we might as well like i got all kinds of time so i'm probably gonna start two more podcasts (laughs) while i'm at it might as well (laughs) I do want to mention before we get started, we have officially had over 100 plays of this podcast. So all eight of the people that are listening to it, thank you. I I mean, this is episode six. So, you know, I mean, I'll take it. Six episodes ain't bad. Someone out there likes it. No. Look, you got to take milestones where you can. And I'm going to take it. Follow us on Instagram. That is Midnight Movie Club. Midnight, M-I-D-N-I-G-H-T, Movie you can spell movie, you're not an idiot, but that's club with a K, K-L-U-B, Midnight Movie Club. And then email us at midnightmovieclub at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, movies you want to see, tell us how much you hate the movie we suckered you into watching. Or, or if you just want to send know, us pointing. dick pics. No, no dick pics. No <laughs> dick pics. No. I've never, have you ever gotten a dick pic? Have I ever gotten dick pics? Um, yeah, have you ever gotten I a dick pic? I in the era of Louisville Mojo. So, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners that don't know what Louisville Mojo is, can you remind us? Uh, Louisville Mojo was like a local Louisville close-knit uh, social media platform. And yeah. the first few years, it was kind of cool. It gave you like updates on like local hardcore shows or underground shows. And then towards the end of it, it just was like, hey, if I give you $50, will you watch me beat off online? And it's like... <laughs> I mean, it's $50. So. I, seem, I seem to remember that. I seem to remember that. It used to be that way. Like, there was Ink Nation, which was a tattoo one that was yeah. the same way, like small social media groups. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Facebook just took over everything. Yeah. yeah. MySpace was the big thing. Facebook started as just yeah. a college platform. So you had to be in college to get on it. And then even then, right. you had to have the credentials to be allowed on it. I wasn't allowed to get on it because I was already graduated. And I think it was in 2008 when they opened it up to the public. That's when it flooded with everyone. But prior to that, you know, you had Friendster, you know, you had your AIM account, you had MySpace. Louisville Mojo was a thing for us, our hardcore outlet. Not for hardcore <laughs> porn, but hardcore for like our, our underground like metal scene. But yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. yeah hardcore Louisville outlet Mojo means something different was today. Very <laughs> weird back in that era and there was several times where i got people messaging me like would you send me pictures of your feet and i'm like no my no feet i somehow weird. dodged all that it, and like yeah. looking back cool. like back then i was like man this is gross i'll never do this but like now it's like i mean you know money's money <laughs> dude i mean a lot of people are moving to the dark side in the time of need oh, so yeah. you know Meredith always says that I have perfect Fred Flintstone feet. I'm just saying. I might do a foot page. My feet look like like Samwise Ganges in the Lord of the Rings, so no. (laughs) We could do a uh, Midnight Movie Club feet calendar. How about we don't do that? The men of Midnight Movie Club. (laughs) (laughs) 
since we are already 10 minutes into this bad boy and haven't even said what we're watching tonight, Chad, this was your episode to choose. So what are we watching tonight? We are watching the hodgepodge that is 1986's <laughs> Spookies. This was a movie that I did not know about and was recently introduced to it because of my love for creature features. It, it is, is literally it is described a, a... as a monster per page, and that's how they wanted to film this. And <laughs> that's a cool way to describe this. They, they deliver like, yeah, like it. That. They they deliver it because they don't re redo any of the same monsters. Whatever monster they show you now. In five minutes, that monster does not exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, the creatures are super cool. And I didn't know anything about this fucking movie until you mentioned it. And then you gave me a copy of it. It's a really odd movie to catch. It wasn't really released widely enough to get a copy of it. Shout out to Fat Corey. He's one of, <laughs> he showed me a, a link to it. He's a big con goer and local uh, a supporter of like uh, wrestling and stuff down here. But he's the one to give me a link yeah, to yeah. the copy I gave you. And then Vinegar Syndrome put out a big release last year that was limited to only a the Blu-ray. Yeah, only a couple. Like yeah. I think it was maybe like a thousand pieces. And I luckily enough oh, wow. got that. And then I gave you my original oh DVD. no shit. Okay, so you have that Blu-ray. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, well, that's cool. Yeah. It is something. It is. Dude, it, and the thing is, like, is, as much as me and you are both like creature feature like fanatics, the movie's yeah. garbage. It is the Kmart oh, yeah. version of Night of the Demons. That's so funny you said that because yeah. I have that in my notes. Oh, I, I have mean... Kmart Tall Man and Dwarf from Phantasm, but <laughs> no, I have I have Kmart version of Sal from Night of the Demons. I mean, they, it rips off a lot of those. Why don't we just get started and yeah, you can see I guess the <laughs> for yourself. So might as well. Uh, without further ado, then if you're following along with us, push play now and let's start the show. Yep. So it says a Twisted Souls production right at the right. beginning before we get the drip down title, which is a cool title, I will yeah. say. I like their font and stuff, the skull. But Twisted Souls, wasn't that the original name of the movie? Yes. I think I saw that somewhere. Yes. Brandon Faulkner and Thomas Duran, they originally wanted it to be called Twisted Souls. And right. I find this funny. I know you don't like Goonies. No. Michael Lee, who was the uh, original benefactor for all this, quote, unquote, so we wanted to name it something different. Goonies work, so why not Spookies? <laughs> so, oh, that doesn't make me like it better, no, Chad. it doesn't, and this is why it shouldn't. Jeannie Joseph took over mm-hmm. it after all this kind of fellow shit. Talked mm-hmm. to Michael about this, and was like, Dude, that's, that's kind of like a, you know, a derogatory term for African Americans. <laughs> and they're like, he was like, nope, it worked for Goonies. And just Sticking fucking... Rented to the finish line <laughs> with it. And the thing is, like, at the time, uh, she was an intern for this movie. So we'll, we'll, no, no we'll, we'll go into the, the cluster fuck of what this movie yeah. is. But when she got to take over this movie, the movie was 90% done. So, like, if your main benefactor would come and talk to you about this, you'd be like, Yeah, totally. Whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, name, name, name <laughs> whatever the fuck you want. That's fine. I mean, it's derogatory as fuck. I just want to put that out there, but. <laughs> yeah, that's fine if you want to do it. Sure. Okay. So bad. Oh, Jesus. So before we get too deep in the weeds with that, yeah. why don't you take a step back and explain to people what happened with this movie? Okay. Originally, this movie was two parts of a film. There was an original, right. I think it was like a two and a half hour long cut of this film, and it was called Twisted Souls. Two and a half hour long? Two and a half hour long. 
And it was it was directed, written, and produced by Thomas Doran and Brendan Faulkner. But I mean, they they, they literally didn't go off to do anything else. So it's like they did nothing else. No. They did nothing else. Brendan and Thomas were making a demo reel for a project they were calling Hellspawn, and they ran yeah. into this British filmmaker named Michael Lee. He wanted to finance a horror movie. Lee agreed that he would bankroll Hellspawn. If they did a typical horror movie, big house, kids partying, monsters, you know, like your basic like Friday 13th, Night of the Demons. Like, yeah, it's formulaic. Yeah. It, it almost like it, it almost like, fills in slots. Yeah. Like he wanted to do a safe movie prior to their movie called Hellspawn. They were like, you're going to bankroll two of our, our projects and get our name out there. Yeah. Why not? What? Yeah. So basically I'll pay for you to do my shit and then I'll pay for you to do your shit. Right. And, and but the thing yeah. is, it's it's a win win for both of them in a sense. Like, sure, they, you know, like they get we to make were... two movies and they don't have to put up the dollars for it, right? And they get their name on both. So they're like, yeah, totally, yeah. why not? This movie was like two and a half hours long. They started shopping it around Vestron and then MGN. Both were like, we would fund the fuck out of this, and they were offering double what the budget already was on this. And that wasn't enough. Michael Lee took it to Hong Kong screened it in front of golden harvest they watched it and yeah it's good but it's a little too slow for our market being, you know this is 1986 a two and a half yeah, hour long two and a half hour is a long time what the fuck did they do for two and a half hours i don't know this movie what's the final cut it's an hour and 25 minutes oh, an hour dude, and 25 it is it is really stretching for an hour and 25 minutes they tell michael lee this and this is his first film anything when they right. they told him like it's too slow for their market michael was like cool so well i guess all that money was wasted wasn't it that's that's <laughs> quote unquote what he said to him and it's like no dude that's a rough cut you took it to hong kong what kind of so nobody knew what they were doing essentially well like, so so the guy Thomas that that financed the movie didn't know what, what he was doing, doing but they really couldn't have too much to say about it because they were in contract with Lee. Right. Lee had the final say in all this. When a- After all that happened, they brought them back. Brennan and Thomas was like, hey, well, we're going to you know, start cutting this down. Well, Lee was a fucking nightmare and would like... <laughs> what is it done now? What about 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 now? What... Like, kind of like one of those kind of people. And he was like, dude, will you leave me the fuck alone? Like, let me do this. And we'll get it done. He's like, he said, oh, back hair, Duke's back hair. Dude, all of them. Ugh. All of what's going on on screen right now. Yeah. Sal from we'll get to that Demons say, with yeah. zip yeah. fucking sleeve. Uh, what's in that zipper, man? What's in Duke's zippers? I don't know. <laughs> but at one point, when he gets in a fight, he goes, I'm going to fix your ass. And that's the best line <laughs> of this fucking movie. <laughs> Okay, well, let's finish the history so we can All get right, on to so what's going anyways, on screen because there's already absurd shit. Oh, it is. After that, he he basically fired everyone. He didn't. Yeah, just came in and just cleaned he, house. Just he hassled both Tom and Brendan so much that Brendan finally had enough and told him to leave him alone. And Lee was like, "Well, no, this is my movie. You know, like fuck you." So Lee fired Brendan. They were like, "No, like we we still need Tom. We still have to do like the ghost effects." And, like, the, the big special effects of the movie. And Lee was like, no, you're sacked. No. You're sacked. You're Bye. sacked. You're sacked. You're sacked. And he was quoted screaming, you pissed my money away. Money away. Money away. Money away. 
<laughs> the movie was 90% done at this time. He fired his entire crew and then went down the hallway to Jeannie Joseph and hired her. She was just an apprentice on the film. She was an editor for a trauma, Toxie, oh, wow. oh, stuff cool. like that. Yeah. And then she took it over. Yep. And that's when they filmed all the other shit, like the kid, Billy, here. Yeah. And your cat guy, too. Yeah. He was he was added later. The weird version of McLovin from Superbad, yeah. They yeah. were like, what, what do you have in the costume department right now? We have a vest and a pirate shirt <laughs> and, and a, hook. Ca- uh, a captain hook. Hat. Okay, okay, you're getting ahead. Uh, you're, getting ahead of the, got... you're getting ahead of the boat. <laughs> so, real quick. On the screen, our boy Billy shows up to a birthday party because he thinks his parents have forgotten one. He meets a werecat in the woods and then sees a murdered person and then walks well, okay, in the mansion so and okay. um, the balloons. Oh, yeah, they're all hanging He's, down. He comes into a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, they're hanging. They're just hanging. Yeah. They just blew them up with their mouths yeah. and tied them to strings and then hung them from uh, the ceiling. I will say that at, <laughs> at least they did enough. That it looks like it was kind of on purpose, and it wasn't just. Some I mean, sad there's a balloons. few. There's a couple dozen. It's not like a filled fucking. No. Like no, a fun it's house. Not. It's just real sad. Yeah. So anyway, explain to me that opening sequence then, because oh, we have there's, Billy who there's, has nothing no to do with the movie at all. It. None of this matters at all to the plot, by the way. No. The Billy shit at all. You know, the spoilers, but it's going to happen in a few minutes. They they suck yeah. the soul out of him to give you that aspect of the sorcerer trying to yeah. absorb souls to feed into his dead wife. Yeah, I get it. I get that it's a setup. And I, I mean, I, I, you know, I get all that. Yeah. I, my question is, though, you said the original rough cut was two and a half hours long yeah. and they needed to add to it. I don't understand. So, like they got to an hour and twenty five. So they added all the Billy shit and all the stuff with the kid and the and the, the werecat. Yeah. So they they had to cut out at least another half an hour of what we end up seeing. So there's what an hour left of the original footage that we see. So they cut it down to saying? forty minutes, and they cut it down to holy shit to strictly the creature effects. They were like the creature effects are so good. We cannot waste that stuff. And this is a girl that apprenticed oh. on the movie, so she was there during the I whole see. thing. I don't know what happened in that extra like hour and fifty minutes, but they yeah, it's almost two hours. When Jeannie took over, she said it was completely unusable, and the only thing that was usable was the creature effects. Well, she didn't do a whole lot because the only thing that's worth a shit in this movie is still the creature effects. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, All the other shit is terrible. The interview that I've read, it was in 2014. The directors yeah. and the original writers, Brandon and Thomas, are still fucking furious. Oh, for sure. what happened. And, like, they're still talking about it, like, 30 years later, saying, like... We're fucking pissed. That's like... Oh, yeah. I wonder, like, I don't think they'll ever release it, obviously, an uncut version of this. But it's like, I wonder what the fuck was different. Because I feel like we still get right. the meat of this movie. That's what I'm asking. For, like, for is a, there so? There's no version of the original no. that has anyone has ever seen. No, no. Ali was wow. so was so adamant about like just fuck every one of you all, and we're bringing in new people, <laughs> and this is what we're doing. It's odd. It's that's the Very one. The one reason I wanted to do this movie is it's such a weird DIY movie. Yeah. And then you got fucking Uncle Jovio over there with the, the hand puppet. Like, what was the point of that? <laughs> I don't know what the hand puppet... Okay, so we have eight... Was it eight people? 
showing up to this house in two cars. They mentioned that they were at a party. Mr. Zippers apparently got him kicked out of that party. And now they had been driving for over two hours, they said. Yeah. Looking for another party. Yeah. That's how parties Um, were back then. It's like if I was so, to first get of all, down here in Louisville, <laughs> and was like, yeah. you know what? I want to go fucking party with Chris. And then I drove to And you wandered up to Bloomington. Yep. Right. <laughs> um, to, find a, to find a house in the middle of nowhere that apparently vacant and decide yeah. they're going to party in it after driving two plus hours. So mm-hmm. my question is, though, these party goers, what the fuck do they have to do with each other? Like a couple of them are in suits and ties. Oh, and then we've got Mr. Zipper jacket and punk rock people. And like, What's... like return of the living dead rejects. Let's talk about the scene that's happening right now. Why the hell did he creep down that entire log <laughs> to try to scare that little kid instead of just. So we're back to Billy and the werecat. Yeah. We're back the werecat in the, in the gold Prince outfit. It, he's, like a um, he's got a werewolf. puffy shirt and a gold vest. He's, yeah, he's, and a hook hand. Yeah, why does he have a hook hand? He's a, they never explain. It drives me crazy, pirate. dude. That's it. Werewolf pirate. That's oh, he's it. definitely a cat. He's definitely yeah. a cat. They make a point of him meowing, and he's mentioned in the notes as being a were cat. I think he kind of looks like if Joe Exotic was a Thundercat. Oh, yeah. I hate that. I hate it. We have to mention it. It's topical, and people are into it. I watched it. It was funny. God, I hate it. Well, he even got his hand cut off when he put his hand in the cage, and he got bit by the were-tiger. The were-tiger bit his hand off, and that's why he's got the hook hand. That's my story, because I had to figure out something with the hook hand because it drove me fucking nuts. So I put together my own background. That he worked for a circus, and that's why he's got the gold vest on. And he was feeding one of the tigers one day. He didn't realize that tiger had lycanthropy somehow. And when he bit his hand off, he became a werecat man, right? Okay, let's talk about this scene real quick. So he slashes him across the face like two to three times. Which, you know, it's vicious. Yeah, Billy. Billy, the cat man slashes Billy. He's murdering the fuck out of this child. But then he starts to bury him. This kid is alive right. for a solid two minutes. He just lets him bury him. Maybe my mom did forget my birthday. So. <laughs> you know what? This is the end. May- Don't throw it on my face so much, but still. Like, if you're going to bury me, this is how I want to go out. This is the so kid Billy whose birthday party. Like, they could have, yeah. like, you know, clawed him enough where he fell, and then they started shoveling dirt on him, and he didn't move. Like, like the, the claws on across the face, like, disabled him. No. No. He moves <laughs> literally until the last shot of him, and he's still like, come on, man. Like, quit throwing dirt on my face. <laughs> yeah, there was a thousand ways to do that scene, and they didn't choose any of the thousand ways to do that scene. It, but, I mean, honestly, all the shit with Billy, none of it matters. No, that's now he's finally it. dead, it's and we fun. can move on. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. No. And And that's the other weird part is – the intro to the plot of the movie, which at no point I never saw him get a soul sucked. I must have missed it. But, he doesn't. But that's the whole point of this. He's but they don't, they're trying to kill people in this house, use their souls to revamp his wife. Right, the sorcerer. There's a right. sorcerer that owns a house. Right. Who looks like a in my notes, a Kmart uh, tall man from Phantasm. Right, and talks like and, sound, uh, Soundwave from Transformers. <laughs> Don't shit on Soundwave like that. No, I'm not. Uh, if you notice, yeah. when Jeannie's involved with all of her scenes, everyone has that same uh-huh. fucking robotic voice. They're like, nah. Well, works. they were working with what they had. <laughs> not saying I didn't. So the sorcerer owns a house, yeah. and he has a bride that he's kept in, like, stasis or something, and he's trying to bring her back from the dead by consuming somehow the souls of his victims. Which- and. They are right now discovering the planchette to the Ouija board 
that he plants in the house yeah. for strangers to stumble upon and summon monsters to kill them and give them his soul. It's, it's, it's pretty much yeah. the, It's a very uh, cabin in the woods moment. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like he, it's a very. You're right. You're right. That's a good way his, to put it. Yep. His. Uh, yeah. What What would you call that? Um, when you he found um, it's the um, shit. There's a word for that. Yeah, there is. Uh, but it's, it's essentially like it's Hellraiser his tape recorder. Box. He found you his found your conduit. Yes. You found your conduit to 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 summon these spirits. But what's even funnier is like when you find out later on that his wife killed herself to get away from yeah. her. Could you imagine He's... killing yourself and then your husband just keeps hitting like the respawn button <laughs> on your life? Like, Let me die. What? I'm trying to this. This should be the end of it. <laughs> yeah it's weird man i don't I, I guess that's part of the thing that gets sacrificed from taking a two and a half hour moving adding another hour to it and then cutting it down to an hour and 25 minutes is that there's so much that goes on but none of it matters or makes any sense really because they're just like thought moving on thought moving on thought moving on and they never tell any backstory there's no setup at all mm-hmm. you just have to figure it out as you go and this being the third time i've ever seen this movie I think I get what they were going for, but it takes a lot to get there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> and like, um, that's what I was saying. It was like it's like a Kmart version of Night of the Demons. It's, it, but it could have been cool. Yeah, there's cool shit in it. And that's like I think that I didn't notice until the second time I watched it that the monsters' pictures on the Ouija board are the monsters yeah. they summon. Yeah, and that's and that's, that's cool. And that's one of those things. Where it's like I wonder what the final version of this film would have been. Like I think yeah. they had something there if Lee would have just let it happen. Lee was just one of those kind of A to B guys. Even there was right. there was a few shots where like, why are you filming? You know, like the redhead walk from this side of the room to get to the. Oh, there's shelf. it's loaded with pointless shots, pointless right. shots throughout but this like, film. He like was, it's, he was it's, bitching about that, and he was like, "Then like the you know the directors would be like, well, we can't just shoot here to here because it would be like, boop, oh, you know, boop, she's on the other side yeah. of the room, and it's like, yeah, well, that's understandable. Granted, there was probably a lot that they needed to edit down from the fat with this movie." But at the same time, he was just like, no, it needs to be faster. No, yeah, the money money ruined this movie. I noticed the guy with the puppet hand. Yeah. (laughs) One of the guests in the house has a puppet, Uncle Joey. Uh, Uncle Joey has a face on his shirt. Is that him? Is he on his own shirt? He might be. Look next time I show him because he has like a black and white face on his shirt like screen printed on his t-shirt and i believe it's actually him which is another level of <laughs> like there's just so much like what the fuck is with the, his puppet what, what i want to know about it like this- crazy millionaire money let's say i get some small business loan for the government for like 20 million like they fuck up and think i'm ruth's chris and to save my tattoo shop i get a giant loan we use our money use that money and we make a netflix series a re- return to the spookies but not call it spookies <laughs> because there's so much shit here like this uh, with an ep- each episode would be one of the monsters in the house. Yeah. We could go into a whole backstory. We got to have a, a flashback episode. There's one in every one of those series about Uncle Joey's fucking puppet and why it's his like dead nephew and, and all that kind of shit. Like, I need that. It would have made this movie brilliant. Right. But instead, you just get this like discount Castlevania haunted house shoved in a create your own adventure stuck in a turducken of a movie. It's just so much shoved in. I feel like you just nailed the exact title of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So we get the Ouija board here, and that's cool. Right now, you can see the different creatures. You see all the monsters. It's really neat. The idea of 
what they had fleshed out is pick your own ending, like what you were saying. It is literally yeah. that. Create your own adventure. Yeah. That's yeah. great. And the planchette's cool. Yeah. The design of the Ouija board. Because when they first got it out, he calls it a Ouija board. Or she, somebody calls it a Ouija board. Yeah. I think it was the girl that gets possessed. But um, I was like, it's not a fucking Ouija board. And then they flip it over, and it's all designed different. They're like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's just sad that. So, I mean, that's kind of where the. You know, some of these ideas that cool they originally have in this <laughs> is really thought out and yeah. well designed girl right now with the planchette she looks like a linda blair character like she yeah looks like what she looked looked like back then she's you, very linda blair you, i thought that too that yeah idea. i agree and, and I don't oh yeah she's so linda blair knock genie's ideas because like the crib keeper idea like the house sorcerer that's a cool idea too sure like yeah, I like his throbbing head right. vein they're showing right now. That's and cool. That's, and that's cool. cool because after that, they're basically yeah. going. Well, so here's the change, and you can make what you can of this. I think she did a good job of what she had left, but at the same time, I really want to see what the. Yeah, I don't know if I'd idea. say she did a good job with yeah. what she had left, but I mean, it's a movie. Yeah. Oh no! It's... <laughs> like specifically, Carol. Yeah. Yes, her makeup was very cool. She even later she says, "Join us yeah. twice in a row." It's so, right there in that era for Evil Dead One. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, there's some massive influence from Evil Dead in this fucking movie. Yeah. I think that it's clear that the the people that made this movie are fans of Evil Dead. They're fans of Phantasm, mm-hmm. and I even think they're fans of Tourist Trap because I get Tourist Trap through this movie all the fucking mm-hmm. time. There's a baby doll scene where it's like crying a little bit and moving and then there's oh, another yeah. scene later with a rocking chair with and the, that's like the, bar- and just, the birthday earlier the the baby was yes, crying and stuff. the baby at the birthday i love that's to his trap as fuck fuck no yeah no. thanks for the creepy Bye. baby doll and the I'm dead out. balloons i'm not doing yeah. all that shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no nobody in this movie has any sense of fear at all no they okay. do not seem afraid. They just seem kind of bothered and annoyed. Oh shit! I'm I'm getting buried. In bed. I'm dead. So there was a there was a death in the middle of this movie. One of the actors, but he also like he was also the special effects guy in like Waterworld and uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Oh, Miscongeniality. Like he was one of the actors, but he also like kind of second handed as one of the special effects like associates. Like he kind of like helped. Yeah, but he wasn't like one of the main credited guys. His newborn baby fucking died from crib death, which is Ooh. also known as SIDS. Jesus, and he was just like, the show must go on. Yeah, I gotta they, finish making this. Like, this Oscar winning performance. But they were saying during this graveyard scene, there's a uh-huh. grim reaper okay. that they carved out of styrofoam. When Lewis's names arched out of the grave, there's a tombstone. Yeah, yeah. there's a there's a grim reaper in the background, like that's holding a baby. So, oh, that's dark as fuck. It is very dark, and they didn't realize what they were filming until that happened, and they were like, "This is really kind of dark." And Ugh. and I mean, then he just kept going. Was like, no, like I'm professional, and I'm gonna just keep going. It's a <laughs> weird movie, man. Weird it is. <laughs> it's a weird, weird movie. Yeah. The special effects artist, uh, Arnold Guerrero, the, the special effects artist from like Eaten Alive, Frankenhooker, and Deadly Spawn. So cool. Like he was on board for you know before the movie production, and then into production for two weeks. And was making these fucking monsters, and then was like, "All right, cool, bye, peace, I'm out." And it's like, "Oh, wow, okay." So here, let me ask you though. Mm-hmm. One of the only things from this movie that I found that interested me outside of the creatures in it is John Dodds. 
is he's listed as special effects creature designer. Mm-hmm. That's not who you're talking about, right? No. He, he's listed as, let me see, creature, additional effects, he, special he creature design, and animation. He's the low ball guys. Uh, Jennifer. Oh, I see. Arnold Gargulio. Jennifer Aspinall and then Gabriel Marcitolos. Uh, they both took mm-hmm. over. And Gabriel <laughs> was only 16 when he took over. He's 16? He was 16. And Arnold gave him full blessing. Interesting. Yeah. So eventually we'll get. So who made the monsters then? Did, them so who Jennifer and Gabriel made the, made the big uh, assortment of them. And then there, there was like three other people that were also involved enough that they also got their name in on this movie. But uh, Jennifer and Gabriel were like the big two. You see, an IMDb has them listed as makeup, but it doesn't have them listed as the creature designers yeah. at all. This was like, this was the creature all... design only says John Matthews and John Dodds. What I looked up was interviews with some of this stuff because Wikipedia only does so much, you know, what actually is true yeah. and what's well, yeah. not. So I started looking up interviews and and I've seen several interviews with Gabriel. His whole takeover of yeah. the movie. And like originally Arnold did the creatures for the muckmen. The poop monsters, the fart yeah, monsters. Yeah, we'll 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 get to that. Yeah. <laughs> but originally Arnold kind of lowballed it and did only coveralls. With some latex and broccoli. And that's what he called his monster. <laughs> and was like, This is what we're doing. And little 16 year old Gabriel took over, and you get the look that you get now in the Gabriel made the muck monster. Yeah. Now he didn't make the fart noises. That was added later, right? That was added in the final cut. And that was Lee's idea. Jesus. It is not subtle. No. So when we get to the muck monsters in the basement, they they fart constantly. Yes. And it's the weirdest thing. And it it's like it's so added in, it feels like Mystery Science Theater. Yes. That's exactly what it feels like. Like, it doesn't seem like, it's like, is this real? Yeah. Am I really watching right. this? Is this, do they think someone's like, you know what's a good idea? Yes. <laughs> it completely Does. ruins any chance yes. that the scene has any gravity at all. Yeah. You lose any kind of, here comes like floor monsters because they like come out of the right. walls and the floor they're materializing out of your environment and then they're just making the dirt floor yeah they're just making fart noises and it's like what the fuck is going on yeah that was added way late into production after they finished the first 90 percent, they brought in genie and then after genie finished it lee's call was like we should do fart noises and genie was like no no this is fucking awful no yeah, and it should not have. <laughs> it was like, no, we're doing it. Like the whole, you know, the name of the movie, like she had no call on it. Basically, it was a princess well, hired on by Lee. And that was one of the interviews I read with Thomas and Brennan. They were like, that's one thing I can't hold against her. I'm glad she fought that. Man, this is fucking. Yeah, bad. well, uh, that's a rough one. Yeah. So I, uh, I found uh, under John Dodds, it says creature effects artist, photo of him. It says, during the filming of a documentary made for the 2019 Blu-ray release of Spookies. Mm-hmm. And behind him in the background on his computer, behind him, there's a painting and there's a photo on his computer of the spider lady. Yeah. Which appear to be versions, versions of the spider lady. So I'm assuming he may have done the spider lady, which is one of my favorite things yeah. in the movie. He, but that's, um, he's when I looked him up. He's the prosthetic makeup artist. So he is yes. more of Oh, that. fart monsters. We're in the fart, yeah. fart zombies. Fart. <laughs> yeah. God, so bad. They're they're cool, but that ruins the well, scene so, so much. And, and the thing is, like, you have to think this. Some sixteen year old made this. Yeah, no, that's cool. Like, they, and in 1986, no less. Yeah, no cosplay looks, tutorials on YouTube. Compared to Arnold, cover also 
fake broccoli on them. And I'm like, Dude, at least they look good. Whatever that 16-year-old yeah. did. And then the 16-year-old went on and made some big shit. He did Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, From Beyond, which has great effects. Oh, no shit. Yeah. No shit. The Leprechaun series. Okay. Up until, I think, okay. Back to okay. the Hood. He did all those. Basket Case 2. Up until the best one, you mean? Uh, Yeah. Frankenhooker, Fright Night 2, Gremlins 2, Dolls, Friday the 13th, Part 6. You know, he started this in 86. So he worked. And he was 16. Yeah. So the majority of those I just listed were still in his teens, maybe his early 20s. That's cool. Yeah. So he stayed employed, yeah. though, that motherfucker too. motherfucker was which... putting out work at that time. So. That's cool. Also, well, and um, water, before I move on, one last thing. Ruins the fart monsters. <laughs> yeah. Well, wine, apparently, which I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The reason John Dodds mattered to me, he did a lot on the Monsters TV show, which is one of my favorite mm-hmm. TV shows of the 80s. He did Night Beast, he did the monster for that, and he did Deadly Spawn. And I was going to ask you, is that in relation to the Hell Spawn movie that they wanted to make originally? No, but uh, Deadly... You know what I'm talking about? No, just... Uh, Deadly Spawn was another one that Arnold Guerrero, the one that bailed on this that movie, he, he did. After Arnold bailed out, they all still worked in yeah. the same circle. Because Arnold did Frankenhooker, which also Gabriel did, and then the Deadly Spawn, which is also the guy you're talking about, also did. Well, we've seen that before in the like yeah. the Charles Band yeah. movies, like it's the same group of people. He did one more thing, a uh, movie that I had forgotten about until I saw it as IMDb, and it was like it struck a chord in me from my childhood. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those I can't believe I forgot about. Have you ever seen a movie? He did the creature effects for it called My Demon Lover from the '80s. No. Oh, I'm getting this. This is a future watch. I already looked <laughs> it up right. on Amazon. It is $5. So <laughs> I'm going to be getting that in. Totally worth you it. You can actually still get it on VHS as well on Amazon for $5. Or DVD. VHS or DVD. That's your options. <laughs> well worth it. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's why he. I, I noticed him. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And there's an aesthetic quality to some of the monsters, like the spider monster. Yeah. That makes me think about the monsters on that TV show, Monsters. And... Even the special effects from my demon lover. Yeah, it's it's just interesting. Right. Um, okay, so before we move further, let's take a quick commercial break uh, from our sponsors, and we'll be back in just a second. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. You crossed my line of death. You haven't dismantled your MX stockpile. Pakistan is threatening my border. That's it, Buster. No more military aid. <laughs> Nuka. Get them before they get you. Another quality home game from Butler Brothers. Since we had taken our commercial break, we have paused our movie. Let's get back into it. Right about 40 minutes and 35 seconds. That's what I'm at. Uncle Joey is messing with the deadite woman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Poor Uncle Joey. Yeah. He almost had some character. Like, he almost had a sense of humor. He tried real hard to be a fun character in this movie. And I can't remember if it was Friday the 13th, part three, or Friday 13th, part four. But do you remember when they had. It wasn't Corey Feldman's character, but they brought in that other character that was like real in the mass. Yeah. That's what this plays off to me. Like he's kind of the odd character that no one really likes, but somehow they just brought him along. Yeah. I want to say it's part three where he keeps putting on these masks and they're like trying to hook him up with their friends. So the puppet, the puppet is the mask. Is that what you're saying? Like he's that character. He's like that odd fucking, like if I was to introduce you to somebody and be like, 
you know, my friend Lance over here, he's awesome, man. He's great. <laughs> but he also plays Magic the Gathering. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's just... uh, maybe. <laughs> like, I, like, you know, like, I like that you compared that Magic the Gathering like... to wearing a puppet. <laughs> well, I mean, if you were to think of it, like, he still parties with all those kids. But sure, also, like, sure. he point. brings that fucking puppet along in order it's like if he's your taste he's your taste but you know <laughs> good so, point the uncle joey just because he's yeah. got the puppet that always is there when he shouldn't be there and it's just odd well um, he's a cool character and he died three years ago in 2017 at the age oh, of 62 well, yeah, oh, wow. so we didn't get in all the way into jennifer's part jennifer was one of the other big people involved in this she went on to did westworld the original like, movie no like hbo's westworld Oh, no shit. She did Street Trash and then the original Toxic Avenger. Oh, cool. That's cool. I've never seen Street Trash. Never seen that movie. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. You need to see that. I know. It's very very divisive, though. I know I have a lot of horror friends that just think it's just the biggest piece of shit. And they they hate even bringing it up. But other people love it like it's The Room or Troll 2 or something. Well, it's in the same realm of Chud. I mean, I love Chud. But it, do you consider it a great movie? I mean, if you consider exactly. this a great movie enough to put on our podcast, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, I like, mean, it's not a great movie. Like, Street Trash is the same thing. Like, Street Trash okay. is bad, but it's I mean, I assume, but it's bad. just got it's got some hate out there. Like, I felt like there, every time that comes up, there's some actual, like, there's some oh, people hate? like, fuck that movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know oh, why. Oh. Uh, they just think it's played out or what, but yeah. You know, yeah, that's no. that's that's just in the horror community in general. Oh, you know, you're not some wrong. people that want to only talk about the top 40 yeah. when it comes to horror. And then there's some people that are just like, I only like the unknown. Yeah, you know, there's some lovers and some haters when it comes to that. Shit. I think and, that's uh, that's the curse of being into subculture and subculture yeah. being just culture now is that, you know, part of the reason I think we like this shit is because it feels like it's niche and special and not everybody likes it. And if everybody right. likes it, then fuck that shit. You know, like when I said Joe Exotic, you said, (laughs) that show is fucking weird. (laughs) Show was, it was really good. It was really fucking funny. It's really fucking strange. I mean, it is really funny. And it's, and it's, it's great if it was fiction, but it's not fiction. The guy from Indiana, he just got closed down this year. Yeah, I saw that. And I he's saw in the monkey man, show, the guy like, with the monkey in his shirt. So it's yeah. like it's funny because of how wild it is, but at the same time, like they were just abusing those fucking cats. Like, oh, they're all sucks. terrible people. That is a yeah. That movie is just so, a I mean, fucking like, just a if it was more train fiction, like, of if it terrible was more people. Like Joe Dirt of yeah. movies. It would be like, yeah, I mean, this shit's fucking. Hysterical. Well, but you're supposed like, to take some. You should take some joy in the fact that. Um, you know, the dirt exotic piece of shit is in jail, not enjoying all he ever yeah. wanted. You yeah. know, I mean, you can look at it that way. Although people yeah. on the inside say that he's still making money, so. But also, there's also Whatever. people that are like trying to release him now. Oh, I know, but that's not going to happen. <sighs> the rise and fall of those kind of documentaries. Yeah. You can fall in love with that character because you think he's a character. He's sure. not. That's how he no, is. No, no. No, it's a human centipede <laughs> of awful humans in the yeah. documentary series. Yeah. Uh, speaking of human centipede, on a side note, did you hear the guy that played the doctor from the original human yes. centipede died? Yeah. Yeah. Did he die yeah. from COVID? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see that. I just saw that he died. I did um, see that he passed. There's yeah. been a few deaths here recently that haven't quite been rectified as the coronavirus. Right. Like, it hasn't, so I don't know. But I did see that he passed. He was older, too. So the, I believe he was in his I don't want to get I too personal with all that. Too. No, no. Like, no, he yeah. was uh, He was an awesome, awful mad scientist. Look at that fucking sea creature yeah. of so, a fucking... Okay. 
sperm. <laughs> so the snake, it, it's, I don't know if you figured this out, but there's apparently multiple of that thing. It says snake yeah. monsters. And if you can't, it's, it's hard to tell from the cut, but there's several of them, at least two, maybe three. I thought it was, you see it right now on her back, which is cool. It's a cool monster. All I can see yeah. is the fucking merman from Captain Fever. That's all I can see. Yes. Yes, exactly. It looks like, it looks like. like the people that made Cabin Fever were like, I fucking love spookies, and I'm gonna, like, I just always want to do that. Do you know what also this reminds me of? Do you yeah. remember the creature in Poltergeist 2? Yeah, it has a similar look to it. And there's influence, 3. like, as a tattoo artist. Like, you see somebody else do a fucking piece, like a skull. And the next yeah. time you do a skull, you make your nose look a little bit like that skull's nose. Yeah. So I'm sure there's well, influence in special effects the yeah. same way. You know, it just gets yeah. in your head. Because it yeah. also kind of looks like, if you want to look at that, like, go backwards. It reminds me a lot of Ray Harryhausen's Kraken from Clash of the Titans. Ooh, in the face yeah, and the head, yeah. it looks a lot yeah, like yeah. the Kraken. They're just repeating the same idea, I think. Yeah. Cool monsters. The people that design these creatures, they have a thing for crooked-ass teeth. All the monsters in this fucking movie have jacked up yeah. fucking mouths. Look at that thing. That's a oh, good man. thing, though. Like, you don't want them having, cool. like, perfect fucking teeth. These are creatures. Yeah. They don't have braces or dentists. Like, they don't have anybody no. fixing those things. And that's one thing that, like, is funny to me that werewolves always have perfect fucking teeth. I don't know about you, but the TV show with Nosferatu, they just did. And then, like, yeah. 30 Days a Night, the original mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that they just had, like, shark teeth. Mm-hmm. They were just rows of fucking razors and it wasn't yeah, 30 just days like and nights so of uniform where it was like mm-hmm. you have to have the two big long fangs or you can't suck blood no motherfucker <laughs> like they're gonna rip your goddamn throat out with that tree shredder of a mouth they have and the tree shredder of a mouth 30 Days of Night was a graphic novel by Ben Templesmith yeah. first, and they look a lot like his designs, which I'm down for a non-traditional version of vampire or werewolf, but it wouldn't, it doesn't need to be super symmetrical, and yeah, I like the jacked up mm. mouths on yeah. these things a lot. I think, I think it, it gives more of a creature effect to yeah. those kind of movies. Yeah, more realistic. Um, more. If I was to go a little farther out, Aliens and Pumpkinhead. Oh, yeah. Where, where those teeth in those both of those movies where like, they show them like, you know, soaking wet and like the long extended jaw. That made those movies for me. Oh, for sure. It wasn't just, you couldn't tell this dude was just wearing a mask. All that is just extra for me. It's just good creature effects. It's like right, a person right. A they mask. didn't pay any attention. Yeah, and this yeah, one, they didn't those, pay attention to the details. Yeah, those you know, even right now with him being on screen and the and the vest and stuff, it's just a dude with teeth, and they've they've put like <laughs> they've put a little fangs on him, and it's like all right, he's got prosthetics on. He no, he's got a full he face does. prosthetic. He's not quite Wait, um, Thundercat has full. He doesn't have quite Buffy prosthetics, but he's he's right there with those other like little creature things. It literally looked like they put teeth. In a bag, just kind of shook them up. Yeah. That's your mouth. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Totally makes sense because they just grow in on how they would. And, you know, it's the same way with deer or anything like that. Like after fighting with people, your horns and shit like get all fucked up. Sure. Maybe your teeth just grow in like that because you've bit into other people, you've bit into bone, your teeth shatter, they move. Well, if you're a snake monster yeah. that lives in a Ouija board, I mean, you probably don't have good if dental you're coverage. Evil and demon sperm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Favorite monster in the movie possibly yeah it's a toss-up between this thing and the spider monster Um, this one's like a leech face electric tentacle omega red fucking cinnabite skinless it looks like you see its heart or something it's just a monster 
Well, it's got like a leech face. Yeah. It's got like it's very Nemesis. You're right. Yeah. It looks like a Resident yeah. Evil villain because he's got that. Um, but they melt her face. Oh, it's hearts outside yeah. of its body too. But he's got that. You know, you like see well, you you recently did the the old school Resident Evil with like the tubes that go from his neck. Yeah, the up. Nemesis that's with the what tubes. That looks like. I love the neck tubes. Yeah, he, that's what he looks uh, like. I love a good neck tube. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I think that's just one of those things. Some of the art designers on Resident Evil saw things. Maybe not this specifically. Yeah. But that's, you know, that gets stuck in your head. And, yeah. you know, I draw a lot of tentacles and shit because I, I like that shit, which is maybe why I think that monster's cool. Yeah. Crazy now, Millionaire Money made uh, a whole episode about what the fuck that leech face thing is. Yep. Super cool. All right. Well, so and now we're back to dumb shit. your two favorite monsters since maybe you said what was him and the spider? Yeah. Uh, mine is the Reaper. It's so cool. The Reaper's your favorite? The Reaper is so <laughs> corny. And same with what's going on with this, like, puppet right now. The witch puppet? She's yeah. literally getting tacked with Sesame Street right now. Yes, <laughs> you're getting like, attacked by a puppet. Like, it's so yeah, bad. I know. I know. Like, I know. It's like Madam, that old show from the 80s. Yeah. She was the puppet show. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? She died, and they buried her in this crypt, and this she is her. She just hid like, from this her. Is, this is undead Sesame Street. It reminds yeah. me of, like, what Labyrinth I don't even know what's going on or... here. Those kind of movies. What was it? Labyrinth? How dare you? How dare you? Was it Labyrinth? They did the the dancing puppet. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't you shit on Labyrinth. Oh, well, don't you I dare love, compare I, this I movie love, to Labyrinth. Love don't you Labyrinth. ever. I love Dark Crystal. Don't you? Oof. I love those. Don't. don't. R.I.P. David Bowie. And, and, don't put that on no, David no, Bowie. I will never put that on David <laughs> Bowie. And I will never put it on Jim Henson. Uh, so R.I.P. Oh yeah. I love, I love all Jim Henson shit, but he's so we, done we, some dark we, shit. We have, yeah. And that's what kind of reminds me of that. It's like that puppet, that seems Jim Henson-ish to me. It does. It's very Jim Henson. Yeah. There's a lot of that in here, yeah. though, with the puppetry. Like, you know, at the time, I mean, you know, there wasn't a lot of horror special effects that were good. No. And I guess some of the better puppetry was, was Henson and shit. Anyways, it's 86. Right. So that's right in the heart it's of mid, that. It's mid-80s. At the same time, you, you you had so much creature effects in full, like, body costumes. And they're like, well, this one will just need a puppet. I think it's great. It, it almost feels like they handed out assignments to students in a class. Okay, well, and they're right. like, each one of you come up with a monster. And this is what they got. Yeah, basically. But okay, so I don't know if you know this or not. Thomas and Brendan hired all their friends to be actors and actresses. Uh-huh. Okay. So everyone in this movie that you see that are involved in the Ouija board cinema part of this. Right. That's all friends. They're not actual actors. They all know each other. Yeah, they don't. They don't oh, they're do definitely that. not actors. You didn't have to tell me that. No, but there there <laughs> is like one or two that went on to do other things. That's why, like, when they fired everyone, they lost the cast. It's because it's all friends. It wasn't like hired oh. actors or actresses. They I they see. didn't have that. They had friends that were like trying to support Thomas and Brendan, and they were like, Nah, man, no, they fucking fired you. No, fuck that dude. I'm doing that shit. That's so, cool. oh, they yeah, had to bring in the sorcerer and his bride to try to like fit all this gap in because they fired his friend and his friends wouldn't come back to finish the movie. <laughs> I just noticed we're getting a spider scene. Mm-hmm. Joey's shirt, it is definitely him because it when it opened up a little further, it's him, it's him and his puppet. Ah, no, it's him and his puppet. The puppet is on his left or right, and he's on the other side. It is absolutely him and his puppet on his shirt. Okay, I want to know more about this this guy. All right, so I will say this about the scene because we brought it up earlier about the whole derogatory name being spooky. They use the yeah. super. We're gonna bring that up again. They, they know well. <laughs> they bring up the the super like, samurai racist kind of noises. 
during all this? Or it's like, oh, you mean the the, the Asian back music? Yeah, the, the, like the uh, Mortal Kombat. The, the 80s. Yeah, like yeah. kind of music. Mortal Kombat. During the whole time when she's on screen. The samurai type music, and it's like, god damn, dude. You done that, anything that was else pretty standard in the 80s that's pretty it, standard in the 80s though man like like i mean rough. lady in the tramp had the siamese cats you know what i mean we are siamese it's... if you please okay so yeah you respect that duke is gonna fuck him up so he's we haven't brought this other character up yet ass. i don't know his name he's gonna fix his ass we're getting ready to get to the reaper which is your favorite Ooh, yes. but the duke duke is fighting the guy with the blue tie yeah and i don't for the life of me know his fucking name nor do i care no however I feel like he's the main character because there's not a main character in this movie. No, but uh, here in a minute, I will not say he's the main character, but at the same time, he's not. He's the Jamie Lee Curtis of this movie. Where you're like, yes, hey, everyone else yes. is twenty. Why are you forty? He almost becomes the hero. He, he's he's, the he's about girl. to save the day, and he fights <laughs> off. He fight. He is the final girl. That's exactly what he is. <laughs> and he in a minute here. Look, um, look at this reaper. See, I don't know, it's this look scene coming up. The reaper is the shit. The reaper is the shit. The reaper is the shit. Uh, his red eyes and look the fangs make he it. Looks I will so say, good. it's just, cool. He fucking flexes cool. his chest up like, all right, man. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna take <laughs> he is cool. Everyone of y'all's lives in this room. So blue tie does not give. He just doesn't seem. It doesn't shake him. Huh. Like he's just. And here in a minute, he kills the fucking reaper. No, I mean, he, like he right here, my looks- favorite scene. Favorite scene, right here. What the fuck is that? Boom. He head dives oh. through that door. That's what the fuck are we watching? You know, you know what we're on? watching? We're watching the final girl because I don't know about you, uh, but that would be me. I would jump right through that. Fucking so, door. so for people listening that aren't watching this movie or started and have already given up, yeah. he jumps headfirst like a dolphin through the door. I will say and this. smashes his way I out. I will say this. Nowadays, those doors are hollow. Yeah, yeah I well, mean, what's it's possible. Say, I'm just what's saying. What's to say in the 80s that those doors were that hollow? No, no, no. Just no, no, no. So, no, don't defend that dumb shit. I, Your first thought, it's not, look, you're not in a saloon. That's not a plate glass window. Right. You're not, that's not what you do. You might try to kick it open. Right. You might try to shoulder it open. But why would you ever ever <laughs> jump head first through That's it what I'm saying. like like, like you said a good chance you just slam into that door <laughs> and so that'd dumb. be the end of it it's, like right, you'd be well, dead yeah you'd be dead for a while and then i'll wake up and <laughs> got me up my mic let's talk what about a terrible movie nutsack head right now listen i think she like she does a good she's not she does like but she yes dragon that's Ball what i was gonna say this, where she's like this <laughs> is my final transformation and then you get her a little bit longer, and it's like, oh, God, you were very attractive, and now you kind of look like a There's nut- four or five different you, stages you like of her spider sack, face. All of a sudden, yeah. and I don't understand it. And we'll come back to you here in a minute. And when I come back yeah. to you here in a minute, <laughs> you're going to be the full ball sack. All right. But she reminds me of, like, a nightbreed creature. Oh. Like a 100%. monster from there you go. Midian. That's a full yeah. ball sack. She's cool, man. I think she's a cool oh, creature. Yeah. Ball sack and all. But, Ball sack and all. But I mean, I've got the 16-year-old. You got Jennifer, who's very early on in her career, who has not done anything. This is really good creature effects. Yeah. Well, so the so the nutsack head is supposed to look like the abdomen on the spider. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, like the big bag. That. that is incredible. That's super cool. You got yeah. the, the teeth oh. extending. And you got the... And then she's xenomorph seam. And then the stuff. It reminds me of yeah. the stuff. Like the stuff. It just sucks the goddamn life out of them, and then you get the the leftover body. It's he so gets drained like a tick. It's so good. And here comes the Reaper. 
I would say don't fear the Reaper, um, but Blue Tie apparently doesn't. So, dude, he's so cool though. Like, however they created that, that looks great. Oh, the Reaper. It's just a dude in a costume. Yeah, what are you it is. About? But I mean, like the way they created him in in the eighties, like he could not see out of that mask. Okay, so explain to me why the Reaper explodes like it's the fucking car going over the cliff in Thelma Louise when it falls off the house. Hunger Force. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Holy shit. You're right. Oh, that's weird. Dude, it is. So when he throws the Reaper over the roof yeah. onto the ground, it explodes in a ball of okay, fire. So uh, I love that with movie. all the Team Hunger Force, though. It was one of those things. If Shake didn't get his way, he threw the TV around the ground and just blew up. Explode. It just, yeah. yeah well, why not? You just embrace it. Yeah. You just latch onto why it. Why the fuck not? <laughs> so we have the final three. We have um, redheaded big boobies. We have uh, oh, you use all their technical uh, names. <laughs> yeah, we have the teenage girl in the vest, and we have Mr. Blue Todd James Bond, and he's putting together with this generic Necronomicon and the the photo of the wall on the wall with the warlock holding up his Ouija board like he's Donald Trump showing something he signed to the rest of America. Yeah. Um, is one of my favorite things in the movie that he just has the sorcerer just has a photo hanging on the wall in his house of him with his evil Ouija board. Yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> I feel, like I, so feel like you, I think you named so I dumb. think you nailed that. It was it's all Trump. Yes, he and he just like the pictures he looks at the, of himself he, holding this yes. and be like, Look what I fucking found. Hey, look at my evil fucking magic Ouija board. And he looks at that and he looks at the giant Necronomicon book and he's like, I think there's something going on here. It's the best. It's the best. So now he's trying to be the final girl with his two ladies behind him. And we go back to the sorcerer and his generic phantasm dwarf lurker brainy smurf kid. Why is he blue? What is? Why is he? All right, <laughs> he's so, so blue. There's he's supposed to be the kid of the sorcerer and the dead bride. More he is the good. child of the sorcerer and the yeah. bride. Yeah, so he's supposed to look more dead, but yeah, he's blue. Yeah, well, they mentioned at one point the sorcerer says to the his bride, mm-hmm. she he says something about our children. Yeah, and she meant she makes it out to be like they only had one kid, and then he says, "Let me introduce you to your son." Yeah, and shows him brainy smurf or shows her out. brainy smurf. Yeah, right. So. Who's their other kid? They don't ever really revisit that, and I feel like that. Well, I think they did. I I think they do. I think they do, though. No, no, no. I think they. Yes, I think you're onto something. But I think they do. Um, I think it's just one of those things that gets cut out. Yeah. So later on in the movie, when she's running away and she jumps out the window, or she's she's climbing down the like trellis, and she gets to the ground. And there's a zombie that jumps up behind her and says, mommy. And I, ne- I, like, I watched it the first time and I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Yeah. And then the second time through, I was looking for it and I remember them saying something about her having another kid. So that would make sense because you don't know why she's dead at all. Like yeah. she just, you know, it just starts out that way. So like the werecat with the hook hand story. But yeah. that which, makes sense. Which exactly that, at this point has been thrown to the wolves because he's somewhere. He's he's doing shit. He's around the property, fucking no, eating he's billies. Jonah Hill by fucking booze in the movie Superbad. Because <laughs> that's that that vest is never needed. That vest the is amazing. Be that's of a vest. reject fucking lost boy. <laughs> They're like, okay. okay, we have a werecat pirate. What was he wearing? We have a whole wardrobe here. We can put him in whatever we want. I really like that gold vest. There you go. Okay. There's so there's that. other things in here. Why don't we look at other things? No, I like the gold vest. Okay. 
keep him in old bits. There's the effect you were talking about earlier with the the dead eye in her head. Chloe head. Open. It's more impressive thinking like how young this cast was trying to do this. Yeah, it's a cool shot. It's a cool effect. They just didn't have the budget or plot to pull this off. No. He's beating a zombie puppet now that's not even moving. It's no. just a and, and, it's just and a doll. You, you also got to understand a lot of the creature effects when they're fighting the creatures. This was all originally done on the 250000 budget. I don't know if we brought that up. Oh, earlier, yeah. But uh, the budget right. for this movie originally was a quarter of a million dollars. Made quarter this. of a million. God, um, how does that happen? How do we make a movie? And then when they were close to finish, when they were like marketing the movie, they were closer to 300000 just because it took over time when it came to the sets and the monsters right. and stuff like that. So it was 50000 extra. For me and you, that's a lot of money. But for movies... Fuck yeah! You know, it's not that much. When he, when he shopped it around, that's where he was. And then when they came back to it and tried to re-edit it, and do all that with like you know shots like this with her looking out they were closer to a half a million frank m farrell he was one of the screenplay artists he said this movie made eventually two to three million dollars like <laughs> from video sales and then he all oh okay this movie also became a fucking staple on up all night i can see that up it, all night, USA up, is up all night. Yeah, up all night was Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah, Joe Bob. Yeah, it was Joe Bob, Joe Bob first yeah. or second, but but Julie took it over. I think after him. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. Because she she was actually um fun fact she was one of Olivia De Bardini's favorite subjects to paint. Olivia was the one that did all the those paintings you see of um Betty Page, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. one where she has the panther back tattoo and all those. Yeah. Like yeah. those um, those were all Olivia, but she painted Julie all the time too. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I can see that, man. This, yeah, yeah it said, um, I think on Wikipedia or IMDb somewhere, I saw that the theatrical release for this made just under eighteen grand. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, hang on, I've got, the, I've got the exact. Number. It made seventeen thousand seven hundred eighty-five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's in, a rough. That's a rough office. opening. But at the same time, could you imagine, like back then, <laughs> like. Granted, this movie making that much, like, that's kind of cool. But this movie became a cult hit. And then it made sure. two to three million on video and then became a USA staple. But I at the same know. time, I, I... you quadrupled it by the time it hit video. And then, oh, sure. Whatever you made off the viewings of USA, not to mention, like, I don't know if Joe Bob Briggs is doing that now. He could be doing that on Shutter. He's doing thing on Shutter. Yeah. Okay, right here, right here. That zombie. Yeah. It says mama. And she runs away. It's like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? That's got to be her dead kid. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. Nobody else calls her mama. Showing this this coffin for him to pop up later. So there's reasons behind all that. That's the guy from the beginning. This. Yep, that guy right, right there. there, the first zombie to ra- raise up is the guy from the very beginning yep. that I think so. Okay, so let me get back to that. We mentioned that earlier. So that's the scene with Billy and she's talking to that. He's talking to that guy and that guy is up in the tree. And then you the cat guy attacks him and you see that guy dead slashed apart. And yep. the last scene of this movie is the, the, the princess or whatever. She's leaving and she gets picked up by the dude in the car. And then the guy in the car does the switcheroo and he's cat guy. So yeah. cat guy be able to kill people and take their identity. I mean, like that's what I gathered. Like he was pretending because he was in the tree. 
So he's in the tree in the first scene pretending to be that dude that he just killed. Because you see that dude's body when Billy runs away. But when you see him in the tree, he's not all slashed up. So why? Why does it matter? Oh, God. Oh, Chad, this movie hurts my brain. This last five minutes is her trying to survive this weird zombie apocalypse out of nowhere. It's her evading them for five minutes. She should be bitten, Mm -hmm. scratched, fucked up. There's no way of getting around this. No. So this is the scene from the cover, though. This is them yeah. trying to rip at her clothes because she's right. in a white nightgown. Right. But in the cover, on the cover, it's the monsters in the movie. There's a couple zombies too, yeah. but there's also the snake monster and the spider not, monster. It's not the creatures. No, you're right. It's just the zombies. On- and this is this is everybody that they have killed yeah. at the house because yes. all their names are on the tombstones. Yes. Yeah. See, all that stuff's cool if they would take the time to explain yeah. it because, like, cut out all the Billy shit. Also, and spend that time. How many extra extended eyeballs? They got they a fuckload of zombies. <laughs> oh yeah, they like the eyeball gag. Earlier, when we were talking about the kid dying, three of the zombies all had extended eyeballs, like Hostel One. Doesn't that like, seem like something that like a sixteen-year-old kid would think is cool and do it over and over again? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like that's one of those things. Oh, like, oh man, that's cool. I like this eyeball oh, gag. Just do, keep doing yeah, this. let's do this. Yeah. Let's and do a bunch of eyeball gags. At the same time, I've watched The Walking Dead since the first season. I've read the comic as well. Don't yeah. hate on me. All right. So <laughs> I've read both. This bitch getting out of this? No. No. <laughs> She's covered She's in soap or, or so olive bad. oil. She scratched it somewhere. Well, maybe these aren't those kind of zombies. Maybe these aren't infectious zombies. Because these are just the victims at the castle of the sorcerer. So we these aren't necessarily like infection zombies. These are his magic trying to stop her from leaving. I don't think they're that kind of zombies. I think like the muck monsters or the other monsters in the house. They're just an extension of his magic trying to keep her there. No. I, That's I, what I'm going I, with. She's running. She's bobbing and weaving. But she's figure eighting them trying to get out of there. Soccer duking these people out. Like, yeah. It is an unnecessarily long scene. She is the final girl for any of George Romero's movies. Yeah. Hey, look at these zombies. Oh, man. Man, you guys are real hard to get away from. Oh, wait. No, you're not. Yeah. So she and, finds and, a car. And old dude will eventually come out here and be like, why are you still in my car? With Romero zombies, night, dawn, and day. That's the order. But with Lan, I feel like you're stretching. I get it. <laughs> yeah, get, Land get, of the Dead doesn't hold up with me. It doesn't. And I love John no. Lugazamo. I love yeah, him. but it's, it's not good here. It just doesn't hold up to me. If you're going to no. do undead zombies, don't make them think. That defeats the purpose of the whole undead. I know, but I think the idea with that was they were trying to come up with something more. So they were trying to add a plot. That. And the I plot that. was I... that they, were, they found out they were evolving. They were changing the longer they were around. And it makes sense. But I agree. It's just, okay. just give me a zombie movie. I don't need all the extra yeah. shit. It's one of those things where I want to add more to it. That's fine. Do a different movie. Yeah. Do Tell them large, Marge sent you. Do it. Yeah, right. You just do something a little different. Don't <laughs> keep doing zombie movies. I'm so over zombie shit, man. I haven't watched Walking Dead at all in years. I don't give a fuck about zombie shit at all. I get just... that. I fully understand that. Look, there's the cover of the movie. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's coming out of the grave. Very I understand shot. that. I was a big follower of the comics, so I understand why people like that. I'm still intrigued with The Walking Dead. I get a lot of hate from that. I get it. At the same time, <laughs> some of the stuff they're doing is really good. It's not the comic book that I'm tired of comic book stuff or anything like that. It's, there was a window, and it's definitely 
slowed down some, but yeah. zombies just took over everything for a while. And, yeah. you know, when this movie was made, they were still that thing that, I don't know, maybe 2% of people thought were interesting or something that yeah. was, a, it, it wasn't like a cultural everywhere thing. And so Night, Dawn, and Day were kind of their own their How own many species. How people have you talked to for Train of Busan? Yeah, I see what you're saying, though. That's not a huge movie, no. but in the right circles, it's popular. Right. But that's what I'm saying. It's one of the better zombie for, movies for, I've seen lately. For, for Walking Dead, it's a little too popular. But if you want to go Train to Busan or the sequel, it's coming out in like yeah. a year yeah. or two. It plays more towards the zombie crowd. It's not just... Well, I don't know how we got into in. zombies other than they were in the end of the movie. Well, because at the end of the movie, it's just... It, <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense why they're all there besides the fact that zombies are more popular. You know? Right. In 86, Night Living Dead was a big thing still. And this movie is so derivative of all those other things that we were talking about. Right. I mean, that's in there. I mean, they say, you know, it's not expensive. We can put them in cheap makeup mm-hmm. and we can make a long, drawn-out scene and we can use it to get a little racy with having her in a nightgown right. and have him pull at her. This movie has some exploitation qualities to it, and that's mm-hmm. definitely one of them. I 100% agree with that. If you're not one of those horror nuts, you know, it's the same with Horror Trap. If you don't understand oh, yeah. this movie wasn't your era, then you'd be like, Oh, well, this is kind of a garbage movie. But you have to no, have this... that degree of <laughs> understanding that it was 35 years prior to this. This is a garbage fucking movie, but at the time it was trying to be good. It's the same with Taurus Trap. Oh, yeah. It all compares to when you grew up with it. Me and you both weren't experienced with spookies, but also at the same time, me and you are both creature feature kind of guys. Oh, so, dude, yeah. Well, if I'd have seen this movie at seven or eight, this would have been my yes. favorite fucking movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, but, I get it. Totally. And also, um, also, you've got to think, when me and you would have seen this, 86. So I would have been two. Yeah. So what would you have been? Seven? 86, I was seven. I was seven, seven, yeah. Okay. Could you imagine being 16 during all this and being like... So, uh, our original dude just bailed out because he half-assed the fucking creature effects? Do you want to do this? And oh, like, he would have been a, an uber geek. That kid would have been all over it. Right. Because mid-80s, man, like, if you were into horror in the mid-80s, you were like the kid from Salem's Lot. You were an uber nerd and you were an outcast. You know, so kudos I mean, like, to him. I mean, back he didn't do a bad job. movie at 16 year old, that was kind of impressive. Arnold went on and was like, nah, I'm going to be breaking through. Y'all got this. Peace out. The movie feels like a movie that 15 people had their hands in the cookie jar on. It I mean, does. that doesn't, it doesn't escape that. It's very clear that yeah, there, but, there's a hundred different ideas going on yes. here. So if this movie was a tattoo, we would call these, we call these cornucopia tattoos <laughs> when someone wants like, oh, I'm, all my kids' names and there's seven of those and I need their birthstones and I yeah. need their astrological symbols and I need 14 dates and I need like, <laughs> lady, you need you need two dozen tattoos. And I think, again, this is a difference in time. Today, no, I mean, it's, this it's would a, be a cool series. agreeable in the sense of you want a series tattoo. But instead of doing that because of budget, which is the same as tattoos, yes. you show it all into one fucking movie but and you get this clusterfuck. The main guy, Creon. The sorcerer. And then you've got the werewolf kid and then you got the bride and then you got the, like the little weird kid in the cloak. Other than that, yeah, the, the kid. Those, yeah. All that creature effects is from the little 16 year old and the, yeah. and the girl Jennifer. Well, kudos to him. I mean, yeah. they, they did a lot with what they had, but yeah. I, uh, I mean, so it's the movie's over. I probably won't watch it again for a very long time. Uh, I did notice <laughs> in the credits. I thought it was just funny. In the special thanks at the end, they thank good O beverages, good hyphen O hyphen beverages, which is I'm assuming the people that let the snacks. These are all like snacks. There's Clem snacks and yeah. Barson snacks and C and C cola and good O beverages. <laughs> 
and Stroh's beer. Yeah, why not? <laughs> this is '86. Coca Cola right. was around. They're not listed. No. <laughs> they're not. No. They're not. Not at no. all. No. No. Right. So uh, before yeah. We, before we end this episode, 2014. This was an interview. Bitter as fuck. Thomas and Brennan were still mad almost 30 years later. What, well, yeah, what because this shit got buried. I mean, I get it. One of them was like, I'm so glad I've never met Jenny in real life because I'd swing on her. Jesus like, Christ. Right. I mean, I get that you put that much effort into it. Do you understand she was there during all of your shit? Yeah, but it's not like they took... Like, she was the pooper scooper of your movie. Yeah, right. And, like, she tried to make sense of it. She wasn't some new person that was trying to come in and just, like... You know what? Fuck y'all shit. You know what? I got this movie <laughs> called Spookies. Y'all can eat my butt I don't know about you. I mean, I get you're you're a tattoo artist. You're at the top of your fucking game. But in my job... Not anymore. I forgot how to tattoo. It's been a month. <laughs> but I'm saying... Yeah. In my job, if you haven't been that top person, there's always that opportunity. You want to make more money? You want to do this? You want to do a little less work? Yeah, totally. Same time, People like, get bitter, man. People yeah. get bitter. It's similar yeah. in my business. Comparison would be, well, this just happened to me. I had an artist that right before shit hit the fan after Friday 13th last month who moved to Texas Ooh, and yeah. started working at a different shop down there. Most every shop I've left, there have been hard feelings, no matter what the reason is. When the reason is I'm trying to make my life better, not shit on your life. Yeah. It has nothing to do with your life. This is to try to make my life better. And it's the same in this scenario. But at the end of the day, those people are always going to feel burned. And, you know, it's just bitter beer face. That's what they're stuck with. So, well, now that you've made me watch that movie. <laughs> uh, Did you make me watch Arena um, five times? So, Spooky I mean, at least gives not you creature features. And it's it does. good creature features. It's so, got cool monsters. Yes. It's got cool monsters. It's but like it is... what Night of the Demons Part 4 would have been. I'm not going <laughs> to apologize for that. Okay, but at the I same guess. time, I apologize for that. <laughs> Do you know what a Demo Dex is? No. So a Demo Dex is a microscopic skin mite. And it's the only creature that I know of, that I think it's the only creature in existence that they know of, um, that does not have an anus. So a Demodex just eats and eats and eats and its body fills up with feces until finally it explodes and that's how they die. That's what this movie is. It's just filled with so much shit that it just can't contain it and at the end of it, it just explodes into this zombie chase scene that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie and it's over. I feel like what you're trying to say is this movie (laughs) needed a Spookies part two. Oh, no. It needed a Spookies Netflix series. I, I stand by it. Like... Like, the only way this works with this much content is a comic book series or a Netflix series. Like, it needs to be a series. It's too much. I mean, at at least a trilogy of movies. There's six different taglines with this movie. (sighs) So, okay, if you want to start playing the violin, I'll play us out. Okay. Number one is... The ultimate in fright or fun. It doesn't work. Evil will inherit the earth, and laughter will echo throughout the universe. Okay, that's also bad. Number three is... Gremlins chase you, ghoulies terrified you, now beg for your life. Listen, if you're trying to pull ghoulies in, anyway. No, 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 no. So... <laughs> God damn it. Okay, right, so moving on. Number four is... A night of unrent... Uh, rent, uh, unrental... No, unrental... Nope, nope, can't say that. <laughs> A night of unrelenting terror. Yeah, there you go. 
And then number five. They want your blood. And then number six is. <laughs> six! The, the spookies are coming. They really That was the most racist. That was racist. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, also, in, guess what it's called in Germany? Oh, God. Come on. Come on. Just can we say that? I don't think we can say that word on this podcast. I don't. In, in, I don't, my, I don't, in my translation, you can. So. <laughs> what is it? It's Spookies Die Kill Monster. That's I can't. the translation of Spookies. Let me, is let me rephrase myself. Die Kill Monster. <sighs> I can't. I can't. I know. Okay. Well, kill it. Fucking burn it. Scatter its ashes. Don't don't and, act like um, this movie's not great because it's fucking great. It's not great, but it's a movie. And it has a beginning and an end, and there are things oh, that happen. Don't um, <laughs> I will say, even though we are early in the vault in the Midnight Movie Club collection, it fits. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It fits. It works. We'll close out this watch party tonight, Chad. I guess up next, the next time we get to record is going to be my turn again. Unless things change, it's looking like we're going back, back to the Charles Band archives. Up next will be one of my favorite movies from my childhood, because that's all I ever watch on this show. We are going to be watching Subspecies. Yeah. Which is from 1991. It's got Angus Scrim in it. Yeah, it had like yeah. three sequels or some shit. Four yeah. or five sequels. I mean, it's no, I yeah. want to anyway. At least three. Um, yeah. There's at least there's at least five total. I know for fact. Good so. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Charles Band, man. Fuck that. Let's make a sequel. Fucking right, subspecies so, uh... is the go box of this fucking horror series. Listen, give it a shot, okay? Listen, you'll I start with the first one, and the next time I the talk name. to you, you will have watched all of them. Uh, I don't hate we... myself enough. But, yeah. <laughs> you watched Spookies, so okay. That's derogatory, and I, I don't can't want you to even. Watch your mouth. I can't so. even. So that's the end of this podcast. Uh, until we meet again, everybody out there in quarantine land, please be safe and take precautions because the shit's weird and yeah. maybe the most boring apocalypse ever. But we're in it. So, so. Chad, tell us see you again. Bye, Chad. Be safe.